Welcome to Tony Burns View with news you can use. Tony has over 32 years of experience as a chartered financial planner and wealth manager. Tony's passion is to help you retire early and live the life of your dreams with no financial worries. Now to today's episode. Why interest rates are likely to continue to rise and what to do about it. In a previous podcast of mine called What the 200 Years History of Interest Rates Teaches Us, I explained that the UK base rate of 0.1% in October 2020 was extraordinarily low compared to the 200-year average interest rate of about 4%. We have observed a consistent increase in the Bank of England's interest rate so far this year to tackle rising inflation, with expectations that it will rise to 2.5% this year. Despite the attempt from the Bank of England to influence the interest rate of other banking providers, there is still a long way to go as many are yet to pass this on to savers. Notwithstanding this upward trajectory, 2.5% is still a very low interest rate and would be scarcely half of the typical interest rate in comparison with the Bank of England's 328-year history. Experts disclose that we should expect a bank rate of between 4 and 5% should the economy return to what used to pass for normal. The official rate of the Bank of England has a daily average of 4.66% since it was founded. With this being said, savers can look forward to the most from their cash savings in a risk-free manner, but only if they shop around for the best rates on the market and construct a safe and diversified portfolio. At the Monetary Policy Committee meeting on 16th of June 2022, the base rate was increased again by 0.25% to 1.25%. The UK base rate is the interest rate at which commercial banks like Barclays and NatWest borrow from the Bank of England. In theory, lower the interest rate, the cheaper loans become for borrowers because generally lenders will base their rates according to the base rate. Similarly, the base rate would generally determine the interest rate at which banks will set their savings accounts products. Essentially, low interest rates are generally good for borrowers, but bad for savers. If you look at a graph showing the change in the Bank of England base rate since 1975, you find it rose from 10% up to 17% at the end of the 1970s, and then fluctuated gradually downwards until around 2008 when it hit a level of half percent and it's been round about that level ever since up to the last few months. Since March the 5th 2009 savers have had a torrid time when the base rate fell to a record low level of 0.5% from 4.5% on October the 8th 2008 just five months earlier. This was at the time of the great financial crisis in 2008 to 2009. The base rate has only just started rising above the 0.5% level since 17th of March this year. That has been a wait of some 13 years for savers to experience an increase in interest rates on their savings. If on the other hand you have been a borrower over the last 25 years or so, you have enjoyed record low interest rates for approximately half of that time period. You've been extraordinarily fortunate, especially if you have been a mortgage borrower because house prices have risen significantly too. In May 1975, the average price of a house in the UK was £9,423. As of April 2022, the average house price in the UK is 
£161, according to the UK House Price Index. So what should you do about rising interest rates? If you're a saver, do not invest in fixed interest rate accounts or fixed term bonds. Interest rates are likely to continue rising, so you will benefit from high returns by taking advantage of variable interest rates. If, on the other hand, you're a borrower, especially a mortgage borrower, then you should seriously consider locking in your mortgage to a fixed rate deal and the longer the period, the better, unless, of course, you're planning to move within the fixed rate period as you will probably face high penalties for breaking your contract early. Personally, I like five-year fixed rate mortgages because I have no plans to sell property for the foreseeable future. Moreover, with five-year fixed rate mortgages of around 2.5%, while CPI inflation is currently 9.1% and continues to rise, I'm repaying my mortgage with depreciated money. In real terms, my mortgage interest rate is minus 6.6%. That's 2.5% fixed rate interest minus 9.1% CPI inflation. That gives you 6.6%. Yes, you heard that right, minus 6.6%. In my opinion, this is one of those rare opportunities in life where you are in effect being paid to borrow money. Well, at least in real in other words, inflation-adjusted terms. This is a once-in-a-generation opportunity. What if you're both an investor and a borrower like me? Well, the problem with saving your money in a bank account is that if you earn an interest rate of, say, 1%, while CPI inflation is 9.1%, you're losing money in real terms or inflation-adjusted terms by 8.1% a year. That's 9.1% inflation minus 1% interest. Your wealth is depreciating rapidly. With fixed-term mortgage rates so low today, inflation so high and stock markets arguably at very cheap levels, I would recommend investing in a portfolio of shares or in equity funds because history shows that in times of recessions and global recessions on the verge of occurring, the largest gains occur on stock markets over subsequent five-year periods. Warren Buffett once said, it is wise for investors to be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Certainly, many people are fearful currently due to relatively large falls in share price over the last six months. However, many great companies' share prices are at rock-bottom levels. This is equivalent to buying great branded goods in TK Maxx at very large discounts. Who am I to argue with the world's greatest ever living investor? You know it makes sense. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to share it with your friends and family. For more information, head to www.wealthandtax.co.uk.